In a world filled with information, where do you turn to get straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Lock it in to the longest-running financial talk show in Arkansas and let us help you build the bridge between information and application. Real financial change begins right here, and it starts with you. It's showtime! We often talk about the nuts and bolts of retirement, investments, and your money. But on today's show, we dive in a little bit different direction and talk about how seeing a financial advisor could change your relationship with your significant other. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. And we welcome you into the Get Ready for the Future show for this rainy Wednesday as we uh, broadcast live from the sixth floor of Three Financial Center in the capital city. John Shrewsbury sitting in for Scott Inman. With me is my partner, Janet Walker, and our Conway advisor, Teresa Arago. You, uh, you made it through the storm. I did. I did. <laughs> I, we were supposed to have swim team practice this morning. They had to cancel it because of it. So, yeah, it's it's crazy outside today. Yeah, it, it is. And if you're listening on podcast, you don't have any idea what we're talking about, but uh, when we're recording this, it was a pretty significant storm rolled yes, through. That's Arkansas for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And speaking of storms, let's let's talk about the storm that can get created mm-hmm. in a relationship if you got your money wrong. Yes. You know, if there is something wrong with the money, then there's something wrong with the relationship. Yeah. Well, money issues in a marriage, uh, other than infidelity, money issues are the the next highest uh, reason for divorce. Mm-hmm. And it it is it is so common, even if you don't get to the point of divorce, it is so common to be a point of significant conflict. You know, mm-hmm. people come. Uh, people come to how they deal with money through a lot of emotions, Teresa. Mm-hmm. And, you know, inevitably you've got a husband who was raised one way and a wife who was raised another. You know, there, there's no way they're coming into the marriage in most cases thinking the same about money. And certainly they've had different life experiences and it can lead to a lot of problems. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't think to talk about it before marriage. Yeah. It's not like when you're dating someone, you're like, so are you a saver or are you a spender? What are your thoughts on this? Like, it's just <laughs> When Am do you I want to retire? Credit card debt. <laughs> you know, I don't know yeah. that it comes up. I will say yeah. when I was getting prepared to be married, um, I had like twelve hundred dollars in credit card debt, but it was mm-hmm. my goal to have that paid off. You know, shortly after college, I did it for the T-shirt. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, but I I wanted it to be paid off before I entered that relationship because I didn't want to bring that with me. But a lot of people are bringing student loan debt into the marriage. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are going into debt for their wedding, which is a whole other topic we're talking about on Talking Sense here soon. But you know, there's there's a lot of things that if you haven't had those conversations previously, adding someone to the conversation might help you out a lot. Well, it really gets awkward when all of that surfaces either in the meeting room or right after the meeting with the financial advisor. I had this experience one time where a couple came in and they were like, yep, here's our stuff and da 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 You got any debt? Well, no, we don't really have a lot. We've got our house and that's about it. Not true. Until the meeting was over and the next day I get a call from one of the spouses who goes, Okay, I can't uh, I can't talk real loud, but uh, I wanted you to know that we have thirty thousand dollars in credit card debt. And she said <laughs> we, not I. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. she said we, but, okay. but ultimately but it was, it's always yeah. we. Yeah. yeah, but it was it was she uh-huh. that he didn't know what was going on. So mm-hmm. she wanted me to figure out a way that they could pay off that debt. 
without him knowing about it. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I'm not real sure that, number one, I want to be in this position, and number mm-hmm. two, that we can do what you're asking. So mm-hmm. I used to work a pretty significant amount with uh, as an advisor to – Uh, an employer here in central Arkansas that they gave, they called it longevity pay, but Mm -hmm. it was for additional education that the employees had received over that period of time that they had worked there and for how long they had been there. And I came to the realization, and this is primarily male employees, not completely, but primarily. And I came to the realization um, a few years in that uh, all the wives thought that the employers had stopped doing that. No, they hadn't stopped. I say all the wives. It mm-hmm. wasn't. That's a that's not accurate. Them, but a significant number of the wives thought that the employer had stopped doing that. Nope, that's not true. Um, they mm-hmm. were still doing it, and it was just that that was how the guys paid for their four wheelers and their hunting equipment and that type of thing, and mm-hmm. didn't tell the wives. And it's okay to buy that type of stuff. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But it feels super weird when one person in the marriage tells me, "By the way, there's another eight thousand dollars I get every year." Next year is probably going to be more than that, yeah. but here's what I did with it. And the and the other spouse does not know. Yes, and I've had situations. I had a recent meeting where there was a husband and wife who had very different views on loans. Mm-hmm. Um, one liked to use loans from employer plans. They use the I'm paying myself back right, kind of excuse. That but concept. It, and it wasn't for needs. It wasn't like they'd had some sort of major emergency. It was just they wanted something. Why not use that and keep the cash and savings? So that th- there was even funds. It was just differing views. And so during the meeting, it was almost like the one spouse is lecturing the other about how that needs to change. And then I'm stuck going, well, I mean, they're right. Yeah. But yeah and, it's trying and, to do that without offending because it, you want them ultimately to be closer to each other financially by the time you finish the right. conversation, not further at odds. So we're we're really not uh we didn't go to school to be marriage counselors. Uh, <laughs> no. Nope. That's that's not no, our we can area be a of ping ex- pong ball, that's yeah. for sure. We're n- that's not our, our area of expertise by any means, but we have I, I I would say it's probably likely that all of our advisors on our team have had clients leave and say I felt like I just attended a marriage counseling session yes. because of the way we just talk about money. Uh, I I'll go to the the Dave Ramsey quote that I like so much uh on the he says uh, he says he didn't think his parents uh, had any sex or any money because they didn't talk about either one of them and it turns out that they had both mm-hmm. well you have money so let's talk about it mm-hmm. yeah there's got to be open communication i think that's our first yeah. bullet point today is that you know we are all aware of the problems that money can create in a marriage mm-hmm. so how do you get around those and i think the number one thing ladies is open communication and that's something that's very hard for couples to do sometimes yeah and done right financial planning isn't just numbers and spreadsheets it's it's actually just kind of it's part of it but it's really about getting your goals aligned with your finances mm-hmm. it's it's labeling those goals because you may just be kind of flying by the seat of your pants and then getting your finances aligned. I want to make sure that we we highlight something that's a little bit of a side note here mm-hmm. uh, from the the marriage counseling type of things <laughs> that we're talking about here. But I think it is an important distinction of understanding what a real financial planner mm-hmm. or financial advisor does, because that term is yeah. very loosely used in yes. our society today. Let's define what a real financial advisor or financial planner is. So here at Gen Wealth, uh, the distinction that 
primary distinction to us is that uh, as advisors, we have, you're not technically supposed to call them licenses, they're registrations, but Mm -hmm. I think to the layperson, if you will, they understand it better when we're talking about calling them licenses. There are tests that we had to take to be able to call ourselves financial advisors. Now, we put together financial plans, Mm -hmm. but we are, by definition, financial advisors. There are a lot of people out there, Teresa, who call themselves financial planners and Mm -hmm. they are different than what we do here. Yes. So those certifications that we get, those licenses, they determine what tools we have access to in helping our clients implement their plans and what education we've received to help us do that. And there's also additional certifications that we can go through. Mm -hmm. One of those being the RICP, Retirement Income Certified Professional, which we've done um, to help us be better at this craft. But there are people out there who maybe have an insurance license and they call themselves a planner or no licenses at all. And they call themselves a planner, but they don't necessarily have the education and tools to see your big picture. They're really just looking at one little piece. Or if all they've got is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Well, and and let's be uh, very honest that some people guise financial planning with mm-hmm. uh, a sales pitch is yes. really what it is. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and it is in disguise sometimes until mm-hmm. you get there and you understand, oh, well, this is what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Now, let's be clear. Uh, every financial problem doesn't have a product that goes along with it but there are products from time to time that are the solution to whatever the problem is Mm -hmm. that you're having as as a note you know when we are planning for uh retirement income and we're planning on something you know growing for 20 or 25 years Mm -hmm. then an equity mutual fund is the solution that you have that we prescribe that we feel like that's the most diversified wet best professionally managed way to grow your money long term but the difference I think in our process and what I've seen a lot from others is that we start by creating the plan first yes so we know what the prescription is so then we know how to fill it we start by creating the roadmap and then getting into the products that are going to get us to that destination and it's not just your investments we don't just look at that one piece like I feel like a lot of advisors do we're looking at all the other things you're going to face in your future to try to help you catch some gaps before you you hit a wall with them. If you think about, let's say that you were going to remodel the master bath in your home. Okay. Mm -hmm. We'll just draw a comparison here to what's being done in remodeling your finances, if you will. Um, If somebody came to your house and they just brought in their tools and went to work and you didn't have the opportunity to say, I really want to keep this part of it. We really love this particular feature. Can't stand that one. This part over here doesn't even work. If you didn't have a chance to talk through that and express your needs, wants, and frankly, fears or concerns before they start working... Mm -hmm. There's that's that's not a plan. They're mm-hmm. just going in there and doing something. Yeah, and the and outcome may not be what you wanted in exactly. the end. Exactly. So to tie this back into our theme of communication, one area that we deal delve into a lot with our pre-retirees and retirees is in the area of Social Security. And mm-hmm. and never before have I seen anything quite like this, but a husband has his idea when he's going to take yep. his mm-hmm. and the wife has her idea of when she's going to take hers and the two never meet. Well, and I understand where that comes from, even mm-hmm. in a, a very solid uh, marriage that has very good communication. Everything that has ever come to you, either electronically or through the mail from Social Security, has been to you as an individual, Mm -hmm. or it has been to your spouse as an individual. There has never been anything from the Social Security Administration to come to you and say, 
hey, here's how you look at this as a household. Mm -hmm. And really, that is the most important consideration as we put together a Social Security plan for our clients, There are long-term ramifications to the decision you make with that, and they're permanent. Once you've started it, it is what it is. And I think a lot of people think it's this age or this age. There's no in-between. They don't realize it's a sliding scale. Yeah. So there are a lot of variables in there to consider that you may not realize if you're not getting some some help. Another thing, I had a client who was three days out from getting penalized on Medicare Part A. Mm. She has been trying to apply since January and has hit roadblocks because she was a stay, stay-at-home mom for a long time and then a homemaker. So she was missing one credit to qualify on her mm. own record. Mm-hmm. So what we did, even though that's nothing that I do normally, um, you know, it's not my role typically to right. deal with Medicare. I was like, no, we're making a phone call. We're getting somebody on the line. And we got her scheduled for an appointment. The challenge was she did not know the lingo like sure. we do yeah. to be able to ask the right question. And it took 30 seconds on the phone with somebody for them to go, oh, you're wanting to claim on your husband's record. Let's get you an appointment and avoid that penalty. Mm-hmm. And and that's the difference between having a financial advisor who is also a planner and just having an investment advisor or just somebody who's looking at one piece of your puzzle. And I think the other thing that you have to think about in terms of communication is that when you sit down with a financial advisor, you can create a safe space where you can have difficult conversations about money and you can get that third party involved in it and and be able to look at this and go, well, you said this and you've said this. Here's mm-hmm. really the middle ground. And here is what is in the best interest of your overall financial plan and not stake out those hard positions left and right, so yeah. to speak, yes. and we, and have conflict. We mm-hmm. have we have absolutely had clients who come in as a husband and wife with when certain topics come up, mm-hmm. they give that physical posture in a room. And this is not an analogy. This is actually legit they give that physical posture of crossing their arms and kind of you know getting all stiff necked and poking their lips out a little bit (laughs) yes and i mean you can just you can feel it in the room yes and sometimes we'll even do things like so um Joe, I noticed you crossed your arms when we started talking about this. Are you kind of uncomfortable about this? Mm-hmm. You know, and you you hear my tone in mm-hmm. like how soft and gentle that is. And it's even more so in an, in an appointment. But they come out of there going, well, it, it might be okay. And we often, Teresa, are, being, are, are able to take a husband who's on one page, you know, mm-hmm. way over here and a wife who's on another page way over here and go, all right, somewhere in the middle, there is a place of logic that yes. makes sense and is not going to tick you both off. I have a great example for this. This is early in my advising career when I was on my own. I had a couple that came in and they're one of my favorites now um, in the room. He is he didn't want to be there. Arms crossed, mm-hmm. you know, kind of being quiet. She mentioned that they had like five thousand dollars worth of debt left and they had been busting their backsides to get this paid off. And she said, but he's got eight thousand dollars sitting in a safe at home. And the way they were seeing it was if the safe money goes away in his mind, he'll never give it, get it back. Right. It was his safety blanket. The way she saw it is we've got debt we're paying 22% on. We need to pay that off no matter the cost. And I said, well, okay, what if we did this? You're paying X number of dollars towards the debt. What if you took the safe money and pay the debt off, but then what you put towards the debt now goes back into the safe until it's filled back up? And he mm-hmm. went, She's really smart. <laughs> and it wasn't like it was an amazingly genius idea. It's because they, I'm unemotional. Yes, they needed an outside opinion mm-hmm. on, hey, here's how we can do this. Yes. Yeah. 
So yeah. let's throw another one into the mix here and talk a little bit about the issue of health and longevity. And mm-hmm. I love this one because us guys tend to go, I'm going to live forever and there's nothing that's going to stop me. And you Or know, I'm not going to be here that long, so there's mm-hmm. no point to talk about it. That's one of the two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There, are, there are extremes. And, and I think that in dealing with a financial advisor, you can really get to the, the root of whatever the issue is. For instance, if you have some health issues, a guy's not likely to want to talk too much about it, but the right. wife will and say, mm-hmm. oh, well, yeah, he's got this and this and this and this. Mm-hmm. And then you can accurately begin to plan. That may be important to know about a Social Security claiming strategy. Mm -hmm. It may be important in terms of, you know, how long you're going to plan for that that retirement income to to proceed. And there's a lot that is involved there. And, you know, a lot of people are like, look, uh, he's got health problems. We want to go and enjoy some time Mm -hmm. together and spend some money on the upfront as opposed to stringing this Mm -hmm. out where we think he's going to live to age 90. There ain't no way he's going to live to age 90. And I think too, with that, you know, sometimes people are scared to retire because Mm -hmm. they don't think they can. And by doing that planning process, I've had many who go, oh, wow, we're in good shape. I can actually do this. And they're working because they want to. But the statistics are, I mean, the statistics are glaring that you're not likely to retire when you want to anyway. Most people, the vast majority retire because they have to, not because they wanted to. So it's important to be planning for that just in case. Right. Uh, You know, we see this a lot, Teresa, with what you're talking about, about people not having their retirement date Mm -hmm. in their own control. But I think it's important to just know what you can do financially, because what we've seen, and I love it when this happens, we'll have people who come in and they're like, oh, retirement's years off and, you know, everything's good. They're enjoying their jobs. Something shifts Mm -hmm. at work. And they begin to really not like their job anymore, Mm -hmm. but they don't feel like they can retire. Mm -hmm. When we can go through those numbers and be able to demonstrate to them, no, actually, you could retire. I'm not saying that you have to, but you could this year do this if you want. There is this immediate change to their demeanor Mm -hmm. of, all right, then. And then when they come in on the next review, they're like, Works fine. I mean, they're still doing yes. all the stupid stuff they were it's doing last they don't year. Have but to. yeah, they're not they're, trapped. They're still doing all the stupid stuff they were doing last year when I wanted to quit. But now I know I can, so I'm good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? We are talking today about the benefits of seeing a financial planner to your uh, personal relationship, be it a spouse, a significant other, whatever the case may be. Open communication are, are, is a lot of the topics that we have covered uh, today. Is some of those subtopics are all kind of involved in open communication. And there's another one that we want to deal with today, and that is the discussion about long-term care. And mm-hmm. it's not a discussion about whether you buy long-term care insurance or not. It Maybe it ultimately leads to that. But in terms of how each spouse thinks about how they would like to be cared for if they no longer can care for themselves. And often the thing that springboards them to talk about it is some sort of negative experience where they've got a family member that's in a facility or something. And often by the time you're in your late 60s, it's much more challenging to get approval if you do want an insurance product. Mm -hmm. So we encourage people to start talking about that in their 50s. At least have the conversation and start, you know, making some plans, whatever your plans are going to be, because the the statistics tell us, you know, for 2022, Fidelity estimates that a 65 year old couple retiring this year can expect to spend an average of three hundred and fifteen thousand dollars on health care expenses. So it's important to plan for it at the very least. 
And, and when you think about that number, that sounds like a, an astronomical number. But when you think about the cost of just inpatient nursing home mm-hmm. care, yeah. uh, you're looking at somewhere in the six to $7,000 a month range mm-hmm. if you get the type of care that you really would like to have. No one wants to think about going to a nursing home. And so what's happened over the years is these, these benefits have evolved mm-hmm. to take into account, Janet, a lot of things like home health care yeah. and, and periodic care at home. Yeah, when you talk about like what, how do you want to be cared for, for most people, it is I want to stay at home as long as I possibly can and Mm -hmm. so the products can be structured to do that it doesn't have to be an assumption of a nursing home but I I want to encourage people this is what I always tell people when we're talking about a long-term care decision let's make an intentional decision Mm -hmm. I don't care if you get coverage or you don't and if you do get coverage what type of coverage but we're going to go through the process of talking about it we're going to go through the process of understanding what it would cost for you so we get underwriting and we're not talking about some nebulous it might be this much but Mm -hmm. it might be more it might be less we're talking about your numbers and you get to make an intentional decision about that and the reason this matters guys if you don't do that then you come in at 55 and you kind of sort of think about it and you kick the tires a little bit. And Mm -hmm. then you come in at 56 and you do the same thing. And this continues until sometime in your 60s when I guarantee you you're on more prescription medication than you were at 55. And you might have health issues that actually preclude you from getting coverage, not from getting it at a reasonable rate, but from getting it at all. And so your default to, well, let's think about it, that your indecision has become your decision and you Mm -hmm. don't have the opportunity to do it anymore. So let's just make an intentional decision and not look back. Let's uh, move on to something that's even more dire to talk even about. Fun. Gosh, yeah, even, aren't you a fun guy today? Well, a ray of sunshine today. <laughs> but these are the, this is really kind of the things that we have to talk about yeah. because yeah. if the financial advisor is going to be productive and help this client tackle these these sticky issues you go through the things like i don't want to go to a nursing home how do we stay out of the nursing home and Mm -hmm, all that but mm -hmm. also you have to think about what happens if one of the spouses passes away janet when we wrote our book uh your retirement should be more one of the chapters that we put into that book was that you need to be more prepared to Mm -hmm. be alone yeah Mm -hmm. I, i think that's a huge deal that um you know our our dreams are if you're in a marriage where you like the other person are our, our <laughs> dreams our dreams are together dreams you yes. know but we need to plan for it's not if one of us is alone it's when because yes. most of us as spouses um this is going to sound weird the way i'm verbalizing this we don't have the opportunity to leave this earth together mm-hmm. we usually have to do that separately everybody would a, love to do that but that yeah, just uh, all, it's, for the most part does yeah, not happen well and if not for each other do it for your kids because yeah. i have been through this process i've lost my mom and then my uh, bonus dad and when I, we lost my mom it was sudden of course we didn't know it was coming which is often the case and we didn't even know what she wanted beyond just being cremated right and then walking through that with my my bonus dad it was just like this constant you know chaos of bad situations where we just didn't know what she would have wanted so and, and it was a bit of a mess when he passed away for me to try to take care of his estate so if not for yourselves 
for your children or the next generation. Take time to be prepared. Well, and I would say do it sooner rather than later. Um, I will will be 50 next month, and I have for years. She said it. I didn't. Yeah, that's okay, (laughs) because you're older than I am. That's all right. I just wanted Um, the record clear. Anyway, uh, I have for years, and the reason I share that, meaning Mm -hmm. at, at some point in my 40s, and probably most of this was really done in my 30s, and I know this is a result of what I do for a living, because I've seen it too many times Mm -hmm. go awry otherwise. But there is an Excel spreadsheet at home that has everything that anybody might need to know. Mm -hmm. Now, there are other sources with additional deeper information. Mm -hmm. But if you go, wait, what are we doing on this? Or this thing just drafted? What is that? Mm -hmm. It's all in there. All the life insurance policy information as we have changed beneficiaries, as our desires have changed because our children have aged, that type of thing, that document gets updated. My mom has done that for decades. Mm -hmm. And so I know that if something happens to my mom, frankly, she gives me a copy of that at least once a year to just go here i just updated this such and such changed here you go Mm -hmm. that is the biggest gift of peace of mind that she can give to me at this stage of life and that's really important because like we we talk a lot about how usually there's one person who is more financially you know minded minded yes they're the one you know usually in a marriage you've got the one that goes oh they handle all the finances and Mm -hmm. i'm just here for the meeting um but in our case my mom was that person and she was a very digital person my bonus dad had a flip phone that you (laughs) he couldn't even text okay he didn't want to he didn't even it was impossible to get a hold of him because he didn't even keep the phone on him so i had to step in and, and take over their finances for him for a period of time because he couldn't and if it Mm -hmm. hadn't been for the fact that my mom had had some medical issues before where i had to get the passwords i wouldn't have had them Mm -hmm. well and we this is a little bit of a preview we have this in progress Mm -hmm. in in works here at gen wealth we are actually putting together a personal digital vault for our clients it will be absolutely free of charge and we will help you get started Mm -hmm. with it Mm -hmm. but it is something that i think it will be become an incredibly high demand product and we're going to give it away for free but it is really something that in this digital world you've got to have access to information Mm -hmm. yeah and you've got to put it in some place that's you know safekeeping so we're working on that i think we will probably roll that out a little bit later in the summer maybe toward the early part of fall depending on a couple of things but uh it is in progress folks so stay tuned for that i want to back up though and talk about this whole thing of of uh, when you're alone how many times guys do we see uh, a husband and wife come in and and teresa as you alluded to they are in a situation where there is a dominant financial person in the mm-hmm. relationship. And mm-hmm. I mean that from a kind sense that they are they're the, the, they're the one who handles. Yeah, it they're the yeah. one that, that mm-hmm. just handles everything. And you can look at that spouse and go, they don't have a clue. Yeah. And we do some education and what have you. But it is incredibly important that 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 less dominant spouse, mm-hmm. that that uh, spouse that is not involved get involved mm-hmm. so that if they are uh, marooned on an island, so to speak, yes. then yeah. they at least know how to function. We talk about getting to a comfortable level of understanding, and I'll, I'll give you my, my car analogy on this. I, I grew up on a farm, and, and back in the 70s and 80s, when you raised the hood of a vehicle, you could actually <laughs> see what parts did what. Mm-hmm. Things have changed a lot these days, but you could you could raise the hood and see, oh, this does that, and this does that, this does that. Um, at this point, with my own personal vehicle, 
I only have a comfortable level of understanding of mm-hmm. how to use the vehicle. Meaning, I can't raise the hood and tell you everything under there and what it does anymore. But I can drive it where I need to drive it and feel very comfortable doing it. I can take care of gas when it needs to have that. I can make sure that somebody gets the oil changed. Mm -hmm. It's not me, but I can make sure that it gets done. And I know how to get somebody to take care of the tires. And if I have to change a tire on my own, I can still do that. That's Mm -hmm. not a problem. So those are the the things that with a vehicle get you to a comfortable level to be able to use the vehicle for its intended purpose. You don't have to know all of the details. So if you're not the financially detailed spouse, you need to challenge yourself to get to a comfortable level of understanding with your financial plan and and your finances. So I'm going to go ahead and, and introduce the the large elephant in the room when when we talk about this. And this is this is a, a subject that that it comes up almost every time that we are dealing with a retiring couple. And that is what does life after work look like? And it can it it can be really 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 sticky because mm-hmm. you've got a situation here where the husband let's say has been at his job all these years and mm-hmm. and he's done his thing and maybe the wife has been at home and that's her domain mm-hmm. and all of a sudden the husband comes home and he's all up in her stuff <laughs> and, you know it's like mm-hmm. uh if you don't prepare for that yes then i don't care what we do money wise mm-hmm. there's going to be problems well and there's something you said a long time ago i don't remember which one of you it was it may have been when i was editing the book but it said you have to retire to something yes. not from something yep. and that really stuck with me because you know even with females nowadays we're working too and so your career becomes so much of who you are and so much of your identity that if you've not got a plan in place depression can set in when you yeah. go home and um, so you know for many they're choosing to do kind of a tiered retirement where they may not be doing what they've done their whole life but they're doing something that whether it be volunteer or part-time to fill their time but if you haven't had that discussion prior to retirement, it could be kind of a train coming at you that you didn't know was there. I think you need to look at your Saturdays in the meantime mm-hmm. as a sample. I'll tell you what our house looks like on Saturdays. Uh, I am the only human that anybody knows is awake before noon and maybe before two <laughs> o'clock. Um, and and uh, now for my husband, um, that's health related. Uh, and that's not always the case for him, but it is often the case for him. And for my kids, it's because they're teenagers and yes. they could sleep all day. So if they don't have something to go to and something that they are intentionally scheduled to do, then they're not going to. But they're not going to be part of my retirement picture. But mm-hmm. my husband, hopefully, you know, health allowing, he will be. Mm-hmm. And so for for me... It is important for me to have a game plan on my Saturday mornings. So in Mm -hmm. retirement, it will be important for me to figure out what am I doing for the first half of the day when he may or may not be functioning? Yes. And that means what am I going to do for breakfast? Am I going to am I going to eat at home every day or am I going to have a friend that, you know, somebody else in the neighborhood, maybe maybe that person's a widow, whatever. Mm-hmm. You'll be but, down with the Waffle House wise men. <laughs> <laughs> I can wise see you doing that. And the wise chick. There yeah. you go. At a coffee um, shop somewhere with a group of guys yeah, or women. Yeah, yeah I can see you so, with that. So anyway, just... I think your Saturdays, I kind of tell that story a little bit to make you think about even before you retire, there's probably at some point a snapshot that you've already gotten of what mm-hmm. this would look like, whether it's weekends or holidays, 
what do you think that's going to look like and what do you need to talk through? Yeah, if you look back to COVID, you know, when, yeah. you, were, oh my when gosh, you were at yes. home uh, all that time. <laughs> that's that were, whole like working because you have to, working because you want to. Yeah. If, Being yeah. home because I had to was miserable. If you were stressed <laughs> during that time, then you're going to be stressed in retirement. Yeah. So you've got a, a mm-hmm. few things to talk about and your financial advisor can help with that in, in talking through what that looks like and, and being sure, number one, uh, and this is the big thing about that, being sure that you have financial security in your retirement. Mm-hmm. Nothing will drive someone crazier than everybody sitting around and you don't think you got enough money. Somebody yeah. Yeah. go to work, right? Yeah. You know, yes. it's like, how did it, why did we retire? That's why, what I was going to say, what's the point if yeah. you don't get to do the things that you wanted to do? What's the point of, of stepping away? You could just use your vacation time and keep working if, if you're at that point. So why have a plan that doesn't really function throughout your retirement? All right, real quickly, we got to move mm-hmm. on this one. And that is a plan to refer to when life mm-hmm. happens. We all know that life is going to happen. And a good financial plan is going to anticipate life happening. And I think that's an important part of this as well. Yes. Disagreements on money matters are going to happen. But if you had a plan, you can always circle back to it to get back on track. And and if you need your your financial advisor to step into that conversation and provide any more clarity, because the plan is intended to be dynamic. But the, the you know, what you get at the time of delivery is just this static printout, but it is intended to adjust over time. And so as your life changes, you come back in and we update that. And then you go, okay, here's our current game plan. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, couples will have plan A or plan B, but an advisor can come in and talk about plan C. Right. Mm-hmm. You heard the final bell there. Uh, we always wrap up with some final thoughts on our topic of the day, and we'll start with Teresa. So we're going to throw that disclaimer out there again. We are not couples counselors by trade, okay? But we are also going to say that seeing a financial advisor can help you. And we talked about those topics, so I'm just going to go back through them. Providing open communication about money, starting those conversations, having a safe space for those difficult conversations, setting expectations for your life after work, and then having a plan to refer to when life happens. I would encourage you to uh, plan on retiring to something and Mm -hmm. retiring to something uh, sometimes individually and sometimes as a couple. So I think it's really retiring probably to several things because mm-hmm. you're not going to do one thing seven days a week. There may be some things that you do together and some things that you do separately, but it's important for you to establish what your purpose is mm-hmm. and learn how to be comfortable with that over time. Guys, we've covered a lot of topics here, and and there could be even more that you think about as you think about sitting down with a financial advisor uh, to talk about some of these things. But I think if you look at where you are right now and you say, well, I've got a plan, but if your plan doesn't really account for some mm-hmm. of the things that we've talked about, mm-hmm. and these are difficult conversations to yeah. have, I, you know, I'm uncomfortable talking about when I'm gone. You know? <laughs> You're in the room with two women. I uh, mean, you know. <laughs> so, you know, you've got to say, all right, does it really matter what my return on investment is mm-hmm. if I don't have the return on life yes, going right. on? And, and, and that is a, a, a big awakening for a lot of people mm-hmm. when it comes to this discussion. So certainly reach out. If you have a need or desire to do that, give us a call at 501-653-7355. You can actually check in on your tentative uh, ability to retire if you give us a call at uh, fi- uh, give us a text rather at checkup at 501-381-5228. 
And that's going to do it for the Get Ready for the Future show for this week. Uh, Scott Inman will be back at the helm next week for the entire team. I'm John Shrewsbury. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to the Get Ready for the Future show. If you enjoy hearing from the Gen Wealth team every week, make sure and subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to help us get the word out on building toward financial independence, leave us a rating and review. The Gen Wealth financial team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. GenWealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas-registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC.